0: guys, welcome to episode 168 of A Wrestling Gal Podcast, providing you with the female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J. As today, I am joined by second generation superstar, Bianca Corelli. Now, let's chat. Hello, everybody. Today, I am joined by second generation superstar, Bianca Corelli. So how are you doing today, Bianca? I am doing just fine, Ella. Thank you so much for having me today. Of course, you know, it. I, you are doing so many amazing things right now. Obviously, like wrestling is a little bit put on hold, but you are doing so much otherwise. So... Firstly, I know, especially throughout this last year, you have been actively developing a more positive mindset through self-improvement books, physical strength, and so on and so forth. So can you tell me more about this journey you've had, especially this last year plus on working on this positive mindset? Because it's been really, really hard, honestly.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It, It is hard and it's actually something that I feel like. I've had to work on throughout my life. Like I tend to be somewhat of a pessimist. Um, So my outlook on life was always, you know, hope for the best, Mm -hmm. but expect Expect the the absolute worst. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, if you like, if you're prepared for the worst, if the worst happens, then you're really you're equipped to deal with the situation. But I realized, you know, that that's a very kind of like defensive way of thinking. And you kind of have to try to view the world more positively. It actually makes you feel better. So I've been reading a lot of books on like staying grounded, like not thinking too far ahead in the future, not thinking about the past, just really like the only moment that exists is the one that you're in right now. And so I'm always trying to just make the most out of every moment and stay present because it's so easy to get lost mentally in ideas or places that don't actually exist.
0: Yeah, so I've been one who's dabbled a little bit into like the self-help or self-improvement books, but I always feel like I get a little lost. So can you further elaborate on what has your experience been like with them and like what actual specific books have been helping you a lot?
1: Yeah, like so one thing I like to do is um, I find that it's best for me to like to like read these books um, in the audio form. So I kind of just like listening to them so I can lie down, relax, listen to them. Or if I'm doing cardio, I listen to them. Um, So my dad's actually always been someone who's recommended like different books to me or ever since I was little was like really big on like these concepts. Yeah. So um, right now I'm reading The Power of Now. I also read uh, recently The Art of War. It's like a really ancient book by Sun Tzu. Have you heard of it? I've heard of that. Yeah. That one's, that one's cool. Um, it's not really a self-help book, mm-hmm. but it kind of like gets you thinking outside the box, which I really like. Um, I read How to Win the Friends and... Oopsie, okay, I, see, I just you. accidentally started the book. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. No worries. Yeah. Um, I also uh, read like How to Win Friends and Influence People and then Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And they just all have so many lessons on you know how to interact with people, how to get your ideas across, how to learn how to grow. And I think a lot of these ideas are also really um, humbling, in the sense that like, it's really good to remain open minded, and don't ever assume to know everything. And that I think that was a big thing uh, for me too, just to remain more open minded.
0: Yeah, because I we, we've we all I feel like we've been there. We've gotten lost in our own ways are set and stubborn and you like assume something. So definitely being more open minded in the big grander scope of things, especially just in life in general, I feel like really makes you realize you're more conscious about your surroundings and that not everything is like selfish. Not everything's about you, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. That's the thing too. Like we're all raised differently, but like the way you're raised really like shapes your personality and people think like, Oh, that's just how I am. That's just how I am. But that's like a limited like perspective. Like you, if you don't have the mindset that like, okay, maybe this is how I am right now, but I can grow and I can learn and I can change. Then you're really going to stunt your own development. So it's like always looking for different perspectives not like trying to combat them right away just trying to think like oh can I see that way like do, do I do I agree with that what do I think about like just being
0: objective I find is really valuable I get the sense that you two are kind of very conscious of your impact and the power of your actions, especially as you are continually striving to be a role model, not only in wrestling and beauty pageants, but in life in general. So where do you think that this motivation or self-awareness of really your actions and the power or the impact that you can make really stems from?
1: Wow. Um, I think a lot of it might come from you know my own childhood experiences. Mm-hmm. A lot of asking. You know why are things this way? Why are things that way? You know why does? You know how how does this person make me feel? Why would someone make someone else feel like that? Like why do I like this person? What energy do they fuel me with? And it's a lot of just being aware of what kind of interactions I've liked and what I haven't liked, and then beyond like my own bubble, like, why would someone act that way? So it's been a lot of curiosity throughout my life that's led me to kind of realize the impact you can have on somebody else. And it really comes down to, do you want to make somebody feel good? Or do you want to make somebody feel bad? And, and I obviously, like, for some people, they want to make others feel bad. But for me, I want to To try to motivate and influence others to recognize the power that we each have so we can all uplift each other. Because I think society would be beautiful if we all really harnessed our
0: energy to grow together. Like we would be unstoppable as a planet. this is just a genuine question just from already hearing how you were speaking of things and you have this positive mindset have you ever even thought about or considered being like a motivational speaker bianca because i think that's something you could really thrive in like obviously your major in school is like biology but you seem to have a great grasp on like the psychology and like the public speaking aspect too so is that something you've ever even considered
1: wow thank you uh that's a huge compliment um to be honest I haven't really considered it because like I said, I think a lot about why, like, why mm-hmm. would somebody want to listen to me? What do I have to offer? So I, that's kind of why I'm focused on obtaining credentials right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's why I think, you know, wrestling too, there's so many people that are, are drawn to it, that enjoy it and enjoy the art of it. And these people too, maybe they would benefit, you know, from seeing me as a wrestler and, you know, have hearing and being maybe exposed to some of these, thoughts maybe they will become more open-minded like regardless of what field I enter like I hope that the people I interact with I can kind of inspire some kind of thinking so I mean definitely down the line like if people actually cared what I had to say I would love to you know share you know what's inspired me my my life lessons and things like that but you know maybe I don't think I'm being too humble but I just can't see why anyone would
0: care too much right now No, but genuinely you and this is just like through my research of you and even just speaking with you now for only a few minutes, you really seem to have a level head and are very aware and uh, very conscious and very invested in like bettering yourself and like the world around you. And I feel like a lot of the times people get lost in this, not only in wrestling, but quote unquote, like selfish business or selfish world. You seem to be not only like bettering yourself, but everything around you.
1: Wow, you know what? That is the nicest thing I think I've ever heard. Thank you so much for saying that. Honestly, that actually genuinely warmed my
0: heart. I appreciate that. Well, I I think it's true. Just (laughs) just from hearing you talk, and you can see it through your work too. So through those life lessons that you think you have learned, who are some of your personal or professional role models or inspirations in life?
1: Wow. Hmm. That's a good question. I have to say, um. My mom, for sure. Um, you know, my, my parents divorced when I was very young, mm-hmm. and um, you know, my mom she had me when she was like twenty, and then she had my other sister, and um, got remarried and had my other sister, and we all lived together. And you know, we did move around quite a bit, and of course, you know, my dad was pursuing wrestling, so. Yeah. It was up to my mom to kind of show me and teach me what it really is to persevere, to be a strong young woman. And, you know, my mom is a very A type personality. She has always stood up for herself. Um, My mom's half Pakistani and half Finnish. And, you know, she grew up, you know, in a neighborhood where people, she, she faced some racism and she really had to stand up for herself against the majority in many situations. So she's always told me to speak my mind and, and don't let anybody boss you around. and But always be kind to everybody because you never know what anybody's going through. So I think she's been a very strong, um, you know, influence in my life. I do think, you know, we her and I, we haven't always gotten has uh, husband always agreed on everything I don't
0: think I don't think everybody has with their mother I know I
1: certainly have <laughs> right exactly so but at the same time I've, that's my mom and I and I think she's an amazing woman with that being said as well like I have also gained um, certain lessons and certain things from my father or you know my aunts or friends just um, obviously people in the media I've looked up to you, you always hear these amazing stories about people overcoming like these drastic circumstances and you know they, they thrive and they make it through and a lot of it comes down to just uh, inner willingness to do something you know if you want to make something happen I love stories where, where people make
0: it like they make it happen you know I think that you've been making it happen a lot, too, because, again, you have you're doing like so many things. You have wrestling. You have your beauty pageants. You're literally almost done with your biology degree. Correct. Like very, very close. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And so you're kind of on this platform where you can really inspire others and be a role model. But speaking on like the pageant, beauty pageant wise, what do you think has been the most challenging or difficult component of beauty pageants through your experiences? Because everything is not always sunshine and rainbows and you have that platform to be like a role model, but nothing is easy in life ever, is it?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I mean... To be completely honest, one struggle that I do feel like, you know, I'm actually having a little bit right now with my pageant is, you know, although this pageant that I'm doing is a very easygoing, very liberal pageant, like there's no imposed beauty standards, Mm -hmm. like it's very accepting um, of all kinds of like shapes and attitudes and wakes of life. And I like that. But at the same time, myself as a wrestler, like I'm very muscular. And typically when you think pageants, you think like skinny, teeny, tiny Mm -hmm. model bodies. So, you know, everyone has their insecurities. Everyone has their struggles. And lately I've been feeling like, you know, should I be cutting down to match the more like normal physique for this pageant? But I will absolutely not do that. Um, You know, I'm, I'm proud of the work I put in. I'm proud of the way I look. But it's just funny how you can be like a grounded, aware person. And it's good to be conscious of these things. But there are still Mm -hmm. pressures around us and around certain industries to either look a certain way or behave a certain way. And it's really important that no matter what you're doing, you're aware of these pressures so that you don't let them affect you. And I feel like that's one really big thing that a lot of people uh, a lot of people, girls and guys are going through right now with social media. It is so easy to look at people's profiles and think, wow, like that person looks amazing. Their mm-hmm. life looks great. Like, why can't I be like that? And people need to be aware, like th- this is not reality. This is a projected image. It's branding completely. And everybody can brand themselves now. So, you know, like, like it just comes down to not letting those outside things change how you feel about yourself. And it's hard. Like, that's why I just admitted that that's one stress I've been kind of dealing with, with this pageant is feeling like I might need to adapt. to look a certain way. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that.
0: (laughs) No, you definitely pride yourself on breaking stereotypes, especially with between the worlds of beauty pageants and professional wrestling. And as they say, with embracing your feminine this I I always I can never say it (laughs) with embracing your femininity and also simultaneously becoming a professional wrestler. So you kind of alluded to it in your previous statement. So can you tell me more about this journey you've taken to overcome these glass ceilings per se and not wavering from your feminine roots as you progress as a wrestler?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So being uh, like female wrestler and someone that does beauty pageants when I actually first uh, announced I was doing this beauty pageant because it's been years since I've done one I did get a lot of feedback like oh like why would you do something like that or you know why would you bring yourself to that level and I was shocked like what do you mean like what is bad about this like what what about me being a female wrestler tells you, oh, you shouldn't do pageants? Yeah. There's there's no correlation between the two at all. Um one thing I do really love about pageants is the the sisterhood, the support, the kindness. It's actually just a bunch of dedicated, hardworking, sweet girls that want to make the world a better place and that's why they come forward because they're like i i think i would be a good representative of making this world a better place you have a bunch of people that want to leave a positive impact and like that is your pool of now your your pageant sisters and it's it's a very positive interaction people are doing volunteer work they're getting out in the community and it's very nice and then you know in wrestling you're kind of doing the same thing as a performer you're giving back to the community you want to have positive interactions you want to make people's lives better so I feel like there's a lot of commonalities between the two that maybe people don't see uh, also like the glitz the glam the showiness the hair the makeup it's kind of like you have your ring gear your entrance you know there's a lot of uh, carryover. carry over um so I I just I don't like the idea that because you do one you shouldn't do the other like oh girls girls can't uh, fight or I think that view was long gone but you know someone might think oh if you do pa- like pageants and you model why would you want to get bruised like well <laughs> if that's the the result of doing super cool wrestling moves I get a bruise big deal it goes away um, so I think it just comes down to being you know comfortable challenging the idea that you should fit a, a stereotype you know that women shouldn't wrestle or wrestlers shouldn't embrace their femininity that's that's not the case and um, i will argue that
0: <laughs> for, for as long as i have to <laughs> yeah it's absolutely ludicrous that people still have that mindset because i I there's dozens of people I can I'm thinking of right now who have backgrounds in pageants or modeling or acting or something you know along that scope who also do professional wrestling at the same time so you're definitely not the first and you won't be the last and so how people kind of still have that mindset it boggles me a little bit but I guess yeah. it just it's just become something that's been ingrained that wrestling is this male dominated business quote unquote, but we've come a bit further. So, you know, I mean, we're making you're making strides. And so, like I said, you, you're you definitely not the first and you won't be the last. But as long as you continue to keep break, break down the damn door, Bianca, is what oh, you're yeah. doing. <laughs> so keep making those that. strides for sure. And again, I know a lot of other women who can relate to you right now. And so as long as you guys keep breaking down the door and breaking those glass ceilings, as they say, I think we're making good steps forward in this wrestling industry too.
1: Absolutely. And you're right. Like there's been so many different ways that women have gone into this industry and so mm-hmm. many like different, um, yeah, different industries, like even like the fitness and this and that. So mm-hmm. it's, it's really strange that there are people that, like you said, have these like old opinions and you're right. We just got to keep plugging away and <laughs> making sure that we are breaking the ceilings. I like that.
0: Now, when it comes to the portions of beauty pageants, again, I have no experience in this. Traditionally, you have the evening gown, your swimsuit, and your talent portion, but I'm most interested in hearing about your experience in the interview or the question and answer part of the competition, because it's like cutting a promo in a way, kind of. So how, (laughs) how do you kind of specifically prepare for the interview portion? Because I know that's huge, especially when you're making a statement and kind of like showcasing yourself.
1: Yeah, actually, I love that part. I feel like it might be one of my uh, stronger suits. And I actually don't prepare for it, which might sound a little strange, but I prefer like the authenticity Mm -hmm. of a genuine interaction. So they actually give you a list, I think, of like some practice questions. But I feel like if I see those questions and I go through them, I'll think of all my answers. And then when the time comes, like the ideas aren't fresh. Mm -hmm. I'm not thinking them Um, genuinely they're going to be rehearsed. Yeah. And I think one big thing in pageants that is important is like kind of getting your personality across and really showing who you are and, you know, what you would have to offer as a part of that brand and the ideals and values they uphold. And so I like to just go and wing it and be myself and, you know, not feel pressure to have a perfect answer because, you know, that's not really realistic.
0: No, for sure. And especially too in beauty pageants with public speaking and everything. Has public speaking been something that's come naturally for you? Or have you had to kind of practice more at it to fine tune it? Or is it maybe a combination of both?
1: Well, actually, when I was young, my aunt, my dad's sister, Isaiah Christina, she recognized that I really liked public speaking and all that sort of stuff. So we used to play this game. Uh, We would keep a clock and she would give me. Uh, topic. And I would have to talk about this topic for the whole minute without saying, uh, um, and, or like, uh, or, but you know uh, what I mean? So hard. <laughs> yeah, it, it was hard. And eventually, eventually I got really good at it. So I could just talk about any topic. Like she'd be like, okay, pineapples. And I'd have to talk about pineapples for one minute. And, uh, I guess it kind of was training and it's, it's stuck. It, or it helped. Of course, sometimes I still say, um, I think most people do, but I definitely don't do it as much as I did when I was a kid. (laughs)
0: Huh. That's good practice too. Again, it's like, I mean, you're obviously ingrained with the wrestling world. It's like practicing for promos pretty much. Huh.
1: Exactly. And that's kind of how I see answering the questions. Like, of course I like to be authentic, but you basically are cutting like a pageant Mm -hmm. (laughs) promo. Like that's exactly what it is. Um, yeah, like like again, like I said, there's a lot of like crossover and that's definitely one thing. The interview and, and promos
0: are pretty much the same thing. Now, on the topic of public speaking, you are also again, you do everything. You are also the host of Walk Through and Try for Insaga, which seems to venture around the topic of food and local oh. eateries in Missaga, Ontario, if, if I'm correct, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so can you tell me more about the concept of walk through and try in your role with the show?
1: Absolutely. So, um, it's definitely a, it's a business model that we reach out to local community, uh, establishments and they can advertise through our show. So, um, a lot of people might see it and think, Oh, it's just an entertaining show. Or they're just showing us, you know, places in Mississauga, but there's actually, um, there's incentive for us to do that because we're getting paid to produce these episodes. So it's cool because I've always really liked marketing and it's basically fun, fun marketing. And I'm just the host, but luckily for me being the host, I get to go to these places Mm -hmm. and try different foods or try different activities. And I am myself, am a very frugal person. Like I do like to go out and enjoy in moderation, But I got to go some places that probably I wouldn't have gone myself or I wouldn't have wanted to spend money at these places because I'm very frugal. So, you know, it's it's been a fun way for me. Like, even though it's it's work, it's actually kind of stress-free. I I enjoy it, it's fun, it's like a day for me to go and do something new. So it's been a, a really nice opportunity to have a job like that where I'm actually enjoying myself while I work. And that's actually another reason why I love wrestling it's because it doesn't feel like work at all
0: it's something you love especially
1: yeah like you go you have fun you're there with with your friends you're telling a story you're putting on a show like you you don't feel like you're working and I think that's like an expression or a famous saying like find a job you love and you'll never feel like you're working a day in your life and I'm all about enjoying life and enjoying the little moments so That's, that's one thing I love about wrestling and I can't wait to get back to it.
0: Now, what do you think has been the most unique place or food that you have walked through and tried in this series? Oh, okay. I tried
1: um, beef tongue tacos at like uh, this local Mexican restaurant called Uh border MX in um, streetsville. And honestly, my dad always raised me to try every single food. He said, mm-hmm. don't be afraid of food. Don't let the food beat you. So, uh, the beef tongue tacos, I was ki- kind of like freaked out because there's these giant cubes of the beef tongue. And if you actually looked at the tongue, mm-hmm. you know, like the taste buds, you could see the taste buds. Oh, on, my on God. The so I did not really want to bite it. But they were filming. So I took a bite of the taco. I'm chewing and smiling for the camera. <laughs> I swallowed it like the camera stops filming me and I was like oh my god (laughs) I was like I don't want to eat that again (laughs) it it, it was not my
0: thing I mean I'll try it but uh yeah that was a little exotic for me yeah it's like a mental psych out too yeah it was it was seeing the taste buds Mm -hmm. that like I wasn't really down with that (laughs) okay yeah I'm very picky with my food so even like people like you should try this sometimes I just really if it's something like that I don't think I would have but again you were doing your job (laughs) Bianca so you right (laughs) (laughs) gotta do what you gotta do I guess (laughs) now we both love food so I'm curious too as as a profession as a personal trainer slash sports nutritionist with your mindset do you allow yourself to step back and cheat as they say every once in a while with their food or are you really really strict well,
1: yeah, so I do typically allow myself to have like a cheat meal I, about once every two weeks is ideal. But the reason why I can go two weeks is because I let myself have a little treat every single day. I'm, I'm not one to deprive myself. So like chocolates, my big I'm I love chocolate like I love chocolate (laughs) so I have some every day and I usually have it early in the morning because then I can justify it I'm like my brain needs the sugar there you go (laughs) so um so I do have like I'll have like a spoonful of peanut butter and then dip it in dark chocolate chips maybe like twice a day and it tastes like to me it tastes like raw cookie dough or like I'll have like a couple squares of dark chocolate or today um I had a protein brownie, there's a a girl I know, she bakes these protein goods, and it's like Mm -hmm. four grams of sugar, 12 grams of protein in this brownie. um, And it's rich, and it's chocolatey. And so I try to incorporate foods into my diet that make me feel like I'm, you know, not depriving myself, I'm still enjoying food. And I also really love to cook. So when I meal prep, like, um, I marinate my chicken for days. And I make sure there's like tons of spices on there. I'm eating delicious chicken. When I make my vegetables, I add lots of, you know, flavors or balsamic vinaigrette. And I like to cook it. I, I like flavors. So I'm, whatever I'm eating, even though my diet is strict, I'm eating like foods I enjoy and, and I need that mentally. I need that physically. My body needs it. The nutrients, you know, I don't think uh, deprivation is sustainable.
0: No, not healthy either. I've been on that end of the spectrum where like, yeah, like, yeah, I've been on that end of the spectrum. But with your work in personal training, what is your kind of go-to advice or system you implement with beginners or someone like me, maybe, who hasn't worked out in over five years?
1: I would say um, you got to think about a goal because anything you do, you need to have a goal in mind. It's really hard to work towards something if you don't don't have something in sight. And that doesn't mean like, oh, I want to look like this by this time. It means like, okay, you know, how long can you run for right now? Is it uh, 30 seconds? Is it five minutes? Okay, well, now you know your starting point. So now do a little bit every day and see what you can do. Like for me, when I started working out, like I could probably do 10 push push-ups. And then, you know, the next week after I did my workouts, that was my measuring stick. I'd say, okay, how many pushups can I do now? Okay, I can do 15. And when you see that increase from like 10 to 15, Mm -hmm. you're like, holy, I did it. And and I feel like for people, when they work out, one of the most discouraging things is maybe you don't feel like you're getting results fast enough, or you feel like you're putting in all this work, but for nothing. And so it's like when you get those moments that you can actually quantify what you're doing. That's when you're like, okay. Well, I see results. This is working. I'm going to keep on going. And so, I feel like my biggest thing would be find a measuring tool that's kind of consistent with what you want to do, and then keep working and and watch what what you can do. Um, yeah, anything with consistency. Absolutely, anything with consistency. Um, and then you—that's a recipe for success.
0: So as they say kind of one step at a time or in this case like one measurement at a time maybe. Well I mean like if you're
1: going to work out you have to think like do you want to do you want to like do an overall like full body thing mm-hmm. a couple times a week or do you want to work out every day and like Focus on like an arm day and a leg day. Like there's so many different ways to work yeah. out. So you have to pick how you want to work out for what kind of results that you want. And then you have to look at the results that you want, how fast that you want them. Like what are you doing now in terms of your diet? And then you have to adjust. So there's so many different factors at play like time, diet, exercise, the time of the day you're exercising, the time of the day you're eating that you have to kind of just plan it all out. And that's why it's, it it helps to have somebody like a personal trainer or a nutritionist that has already kind of done the hard work Mm -hmm. for you. And because like, even with myself, it's taken me years to figure out what works and what doesn't work. And I'm still learning uh, things that work and don't work. So, I mean, that's always a good place to start is going to someone, whether it be a friend or professional and saying, Hey, show me what, you know, like show me the ropes. Also, Google has so much information yeah, and it's free too. So (laughs) even better.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Especially now on the, on the topic of learning and all that we mentioned earlier, obviously you are very, very close to finishing up your biology degree. So I'm just curious what specific field or concentration are you hoping to focus in on with this biology degree?
1: So the biology degree is more for kind of a backup. I I do really want to pursue wrestling. Um, I didn't specialize in any particular aspect of biology. um, And I kept my electives very broad. So I've also been studying business and French, uh, chemistry, uh, some psychology as well. Mm -hmm. Um, A couple of anthropology courses. But primarily my major is biology. But I do really like to learn. So I wanted kind of a broad base of knowledge um, that I can apply to like real life situations. But, you know, of course, like I I do really like business and I've had a summer internship once at a bank. So, I mean, corporate stuff's always interesting. Law's interesting. Medicine's interesting. But with that being said, like I do really, you know, place high importance on, Enjoying my life and finding things that I love to do, and I really
0: feel like entertainment's just where I'm meant to be. And maybe I can apply science to that. Who knows? <laughs> maybe somehow you can intertwine it with some gimmick or some sequence, like the science behind like a move. You know, I you can yeah. Take a lot
1: right the science of how to win the championship
0: <laughs> i mean well you've already done that but now you just need oh, to kind fair. of explain it
1: <laughs> i just have to keep it now with science <laughs> yeah so oh in in
0: in those regards then what are some of your goals then or plans after you officially graduate
1: yeah that's what i'm trying to kind of figure out right now i know yeah. i want to move and i know i want to Ooh. move to the states Ooh. and i was yeah, and I I was thinking about New Jersey. There's a good wrestling school there. I was thinking about Florida. Um, my dad told me Serena Deeb, who I've known for since I was like a kid, she yeah. has a school, and I think she's awesome. So I would also love to train with her. But then I recently heard that you know unless you're signed with NXT, like Florida's not the best place for wrestling if you want to go and work the scenes. So I am like trying to figure out where's the best place for me to go. And as soon as my degree is done, I'm going to take a couple months to just like, deco- not a couple months, or a couple weeks mm-hmm. to decompress. And I, by September, I want to be in the States. I want to be training and start getting in the process of working shows down in the States and uh, just learn as much as I can and take all the focus I was putting, like or splitting between school and wrestling mm-hmm. and shift all of that focus onto wrestling
0: and And that is
1: going to be a lot
0: (laughs) and again that's all dependent too on the border opening back up so i'm from buffalo and i've been yearning to for the peace bridge to open back up so can go to toronto again because it's been forever um and yeah we would love you here in the states see flor see the thing though like florida like AEW is based in Florida too. And they always have a lot of the local independent talent too. And, but, but again, there, there's a high Florida scene though. Like there's tons of wrestlers I can think of right now who are not signed to anywhere who are thriving. And again, you can always travel to wherever. So I think even if you're just based in Florida or training, I feel like you'll still have plenty of opportunities. Cause like you said, you want to travel and all of that. So again, I don't know everything, but hopefully that doesn't discourage you.
1: Again, no. That actually, that actually sounds promising because I was really thinking, you know, Florida until someone told me. You know, it's not the best place, but now you're making me feel more reassured that it might actually be okay there again, though,
0: too. You have to think for the people they bring in for extras, they find them in Florida for the most part. That's that's the thing, you know, at least with NXT and all of that. A lot of them are local right now because they're based in Florida. So, I mean, that's how you're going to get your name out of there, I would think. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, it's so difficult because I hear so many different things from different people. Like, and you know what? And that's the fun of it. Like, if I go down there to Florida and I find, okay, maybe I should go somewhere else. Well, heck, I'm just going to up and go. Like, I'm ready for that adventure. I'm ready to take that risk, go where I have to go. I was even considering Japan, too. Like, I I just want to go and get my feet wet and see what's out there.
0: For sure. And, and again, it's all dependent on the world. But I think that it seems pretty promising that travel restrictions will be lifted in the near future. And we can get you here in the States. Would love to see you in Japan, whether it's with like Sendai girls, marvelous stardom, like everything in Japan is amazing. And again, you're, you're pretty much open to everywhere. So I think wherever you pop up, they're going to be uh, you're going to be a huge asset to them.
1: Thank you. I hope so. And like you said, though, it does depend on travel yeah. restrictions. So I mean, <laughs> if I'm stuck in Canada, then I make the best of it. And hopefully, I, I heard today that things are going to start opening up a little bit next Ooh. week. So that would be a step in the right
0: direction. Yeah. So that sounds we'll see. promising. We'll, we'll see. We'll yeah, see. <laughs> believe it when
1: I see it. <laughs> Honestly.
0: Now, lastly, I got a fun question. If you could have any celebrity be your manager for a night to the ring, who would you choose and why?
1: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Any celebrity. That's
0: a good question. I'm thinking of like
1: two and they're so different. You can say Um, both. Okay. Why not? one
0: is britney spears and one is elon musk (laughs) two completely different people okay i want to hear britney i can understand so i want to hear the reasoning (laughs) okay so well with britney like i grew up loving britney spears she's
1: cute she's fun um i feel like she's just like the The queen or pop princess, whatever they call her now. So having her in my corner would be like, oh my god, like I love Britney Spears and she's in my corner at least at the best moment of my life. And then Elon Musk is like, he's so smart, but he reminds me of like an evil Mm supervillain. And I feel like he would be such a good like jerk manager, just coming out like arrogant and like you know helping you cheat like. And I actually just think he's a really interesting person. Like I follow him on Twitter and his tweets, I always find them so fascinating. Like I want to pick his brain kind of thing. So, I mean,
0: if he doubles as my manager, then
1: after I could also talk to him about things like cryptocurrency. And that would be interesting to me.
0: (laughs) It kind of reminds me of like IRS in a way. Like that's just me envisioning that right now with the whole like corporate businessy like smart thing. It reminds me of that a little bit. But no, those are two completely different choices, but I think both would be super fun. And Brittany could also like sing your entrance. So like that oh she, she could so she could provide dual purposes, dual <laughs> purposes. I like that. We're
1: going to get our use out of Brittany.
0: <laughs> she, she's gonna, we're going to get our money's worth out of that, that yeah. uh, day managerial salary. Right. Now, before I let you go, Bianca, can you please tell the listeners where they can find you on all your social medias? Absolutely. So my Instagram is at
1: Bianca Sophia, and there's an additional A at the end of Bianca and Sophia it's also Sophia with the ph and then my yeah I know it's so hard to explain that one every time it's like it goes on um and my twitter is at Corelli Bianca which is a lot easier there's no additional a's it's normal
0: <laughs> no. I hate that sometimes though when you want a certain at like mine was taken for twitter I'm like really so then you have to come up yeah I understand completely. yeah you got to get creative oh. <laughs> you're like where can I put an extra letter extra or dash goal. yeah <laughs> well thank you so much for joining me today Bianca it's been a lot of fun it has been fun thank you so much ella i really enjoyed our, our conversation and if you don't pursue motivational speaking in the future i'm bianca i'm telling you would really shine there i feel
1: okay you know what you've opened my mind up to it i'm, I'm you know i maybe i'll go google some uh,
0: public speaking opportunities right now there you go thank you so much for joining me today again bianca no problem thank you for having me